This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change, and I will be joined in just a sec by Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter. Wrap up National Signing Day and get us set on the class of 2025 recruiting journey. Some good stuff. Besides that, first, I need to let you know about one of our sponsors today, and that is Factor Meals. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. I've said this about Factor Meals before. We were fortunate enough that they sent us a bunch of food, and it is delicious. It is in the microwave, and it is tasty, for real. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to eat, ready to heat. No prepping, no cooking or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50. And use code BUCKNUTS50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box. While the subscription is active, that's code BUCKNUTS50 at factormeals.com slash BUCKNUTS50 to get your 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Speaking of active, we welcome in Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter. Gentlemen. We'll start with you, Bill. Yesterday was National Signing Day. Certainly not the uh, sight-crashing event that it once was. Technically, one player signed yesterday or kind of made it official. And then you've got the decision that we want to put Julian Sane in the class, but he's also kind of a transfer, so that's nebulous. But who is a guy that's underrated, Bill? Who is someone we aren't talking about enough that's going to be at Ohio State this coming season? Well, uh, several candidates, very good class, top to bottom. So there are definitely various candidates, but I'll go with Mylon Grand, the wide receiver from Indiana. 
um, gets a little bit overshadowed because he's in the same class as the number one prospect in the country at the same position, that of course being Jeremiah Smith. But Mylon Graham is really good. I saw him at camp at Ohio State in June, uh, put on quite a show. Uh, that's where he earned what was at the time his very first scholarship offer. It's kind of amazing that that uh, a guy could go just walk into high state's camp, be that good, and not yet have a scholarship offer. Um, obviously, after the Buckeyes offered, a lot more offers followed, but uh, he decided that he was going to be a Buckeye and stayed with it. He got um, recruited still by many schools, but decided uh, really uh, there was not a whole lot of doubt all along. I don't think that he was going to sign with Ohio State. Also, he doesn't arrive. He's one of the, I think, five, I guess it's six now guys that don't arrive at Ohio State until June from their 21 commitment recruiting class. 15 of them arrived in early January. Six will arrive in June. He is one of those guys. So gets overlooked a little bit, I guess, because of that as well. But uh, he's going to be a player for Ohio State, no doubt in my mind. Mark, you did a report on Mylon Graham. Mylon Graham looks to me if we're trying – Everyone, the question is, and we put this on our reports too, who does he remind you most of? He's, it's a dead ringer to me for Chris Olave. Um, you did a report on him. Maybe talk about your thoughts on Mylon Graham and then maybe an Ohioan in the class you want to highlight. Yeah, you, you nailed it with Graham. He, he does have that same mannerisms, the way he runs on film of, of Chris Olave, the same burst. Um, even Garrett Wilson, uh, those guys really kind of fit in the same box. Uh, and we've said this before many times on this program, Brian Hartline has a type, and when he sees it on film, he gobbles it up, and it's that explosive guy that can separate coming in and out of breaks. Uh, he likes him to be tall, but that's not necessarily the main thing he goes for. Uh, so Graham's a good candidate. When I look at some of the Ohio guys, um, Garrett Stover is a guy that probably falls underneath the radar. He's kind of a strong safety linebacker hybrid, a uh, big walnut. And he doesn't really have a true position coming out of high school. What, what's he going to be in college? Are they going to, you know, try to use him in the secondary? Are they just going to put him straight down at will linebacker? But he fits the mold again of the linebackers we have now. So I, I expect him. And then Sam Williams Dixon from Ohio over at Pickerington North. We were so excited to see him go from West Holmes to Pickerington North. That never really came to fruition because of the injury. So I think out of sight, out of mind, you kind of forget about mm -hmm. Sam Williams Dixon and you forget what type of uh, player he was going to be, you know, once he got here. So we'll see if he can live up to that hype. But those are two in Ohio that maybe, you know, don't get as much recognition as some of the others. All right, Bill, now that we've uh, put 24 to bed, I guess we should possibly finish it off on uh, Dominic Kirk. So let's just give him his due. He signed yesterday. Mark, your thoughts on Kirk's had kind of an interesting high school career, bounced around a little bit. Yeah, if, if there's a position in Ohio you want to take a shot on, it's offense and defensive line because we have plenty of them. And those seem to be the kids that go other places and they come back a couple years later as NFL mm -hmm. guys and we say, why didn't we get them? Usually it's because you can't take all of them. Um, early on, I think Kirk's was caught up in the scholarship you know, battle. There were, might not have been a, a scholarship left over and he was patient and he, you know, kept Washington waiting at the altar, but he's a guy that, you know, it wasn't your five-star, you know, guy that everyone had to have, but is one of those kids that 
has the body, has the size, speed, has all the prerequisites to be a great player. He's going to go give it a chance to be developed at Ohio State. And after a redshirt year or maybe a sophomore year or so, you see a kid like this in the two deep or in the field, and it all starts to make sense. But he's more of a developmental type. He's not going to take anyone's job tomorrow morning, but he does have the, what they say, upside or the projection to be a great player as he gets into college. And what I could talk about all the 24 guys and where they went to school, who had the bigger classes, if we want to dive into all that. We will. I want to turn the page here real quick, though, Bill, because 25, we have our Naeem offered um, scouting report up there. You guys should check that out. It's it's getting ridiculous. I don't even know. I mean, every time I watch one of these films, I don't even understand how these kids are this good at this age. But I digress. Let's set the stage here, Bill, for 25. Um, it's a different time for Ohio State. In the last year, a lot has changed in football, um, especially with the recruiting situation. If you're looking at 25 right now, where do you think in a general sense, I mean, obviously we know Ohio State's going up the best players at every position. Each class tends to have a little bit of an exaggerated focus by position. Where do you think in 25 they are leaning here generally, and then we can get into specifics? Well, I think – Offensive line is going to be huge. Um, you know, they're not really in a depth issue on the offensive line, but they need high-level talent. Um, you know, you look at the what Ryan Day did. The staff took a little bit different approach this year, and it really has seemed to work out extremely well, where they sent out coaches quite often in groups, three two, three, four coaches at a time stopped at a high school. And Ryan Day obviously was on a lot of those stops. And he made a lot of stops to see offensive linemen um, in December <laughs> and January. You know, there's no doubt that uh, uh, they need to bring in so, – you know, they've got one already committed, Carter Lowe, but that's not enough. They need several more high-level offensive linemen, specifically – uh, tackles. You know, we've talked about Micah DeBose. You know, he's another one that Ryan Day with a group of coaches went to see. Uh, Ryan Day went to see David Sanders from uh, North Carolina. <laughs> That's about as high level as you can get. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a tough pull for Sanders, but they're not, uh, they're working on him. And, you know, you kind of go down the list. I, I think offensive line is going to be a huge priority. Uh, defensive end will be a big priority. They've got a great start there in Zaire Mathis, but they need at least one, if not two more uh, high-level talents at that position. They've already got the high-level talents at uh, cornerback. There's no doubt about that in Devin Sanchez and Offord. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, the trenches on both sides of the ball, like we've talked about, that's where you win your games, even though you've got those pinball-type wide receivers and all that you got to have the guys up front. Yeah, we almost take it for granted here that we've already got the quarterback in the class, too, and that is Tavian yeah. St. Clair. Um, I think we do take it for granted that we're just always going to have a great quarterback in the class, or two. We're not <laughs> satisfied with just one at times. Mark, if Ohio State is going to look in-state at um, offensive linemen and defensive ends, it kind of just goes by cycle here. Some cycles heavy. I know offensive line was great the past cycle. 
How do you feel about 25 at offensive line and at defensive end? You see me scrambling on my computer screen so I can sound a little smarter. Um, I agree with Bill. Like when when he started talking about positions of need, I was thinking of the positions we don't need. And that's definitely uh, we're stocked at receiver. We're stocked at quarterback. We're stocked at uh, defensive back. I I was almost going to say linebacker, as Bill was saying, defensive line. Uh, In Ohio, when it comes to offensive linemen, um, we got the best guy. Uh, Bill mentioned Carter Lowe out of Whitmer, but Tucker Caddis out of St. Xavier might be the second best guy. And uh, Nolan Davenport was a tight end at Maslin, Washington, that has moved the tight end. Uh, that's a similar situation. Move the tackle? Move the tackle, I'm sorry, from tight end to tackle. No one wants to go from tackle, or, or all the tackles would love to go to tight end. Um, <laughs> Angela DeLucia is another one out of Canfield that's a tight end, just like Nolan Davenport. They're kind of the same person to me just different schools, tight ends that are headed to tackle. Uh, but from them there, the list uh, breaks up a little bit. You know, Mason Zahersky out of uh, Berea is a great player. His brother went to Cincinnati last year. He's probably on that level, maybe a little better, depending on where you're going to play him on offense or defense. Uh, Jaden Clark out of Northmont. Uh, Caden Maley's a 6'6", 300-pounder out of Fremont Ross. We haven't talked much about, but, you know, he may have a little more development before he's Ohio State caliber. Uh you know, Cage Payne out of Kings is an interior guy that we haven't talked about. That if you were going to go with a true center or a true guard, boy, is he explosive out of uh, Kings over there. And then at Stebbins, Isaiah Stoudemire is the same thing. Like, he's like a little Charles Bentley. I'd say Cage Payne and him are those two inside guys that if you did take a guy that wasn't 6'7 out of Ohio, those would be the two fastest, maybe more explosive guys in the middle. But like I said, as I'm getting into this O-line list, it starts to break up a little bit where there are um, question marks. Uh, tight ends, defensive uh, end? Defensive end. Um, let me see here. Okay. First guy on the list we have is uh, Cedric Works at Northmont. We've talked about him and nauseam, and he may be a camp offer because he may fall below national guys on the national board. But in Ohio, he's he's as good as it gets. He has that body we all you know kind of – Covet and then Gordy Salfstead from uh, I hope I say his last name right Salfstead from Saint Xavier's a defensive end. He has a pretty big offer list. Uh, hardworking kid, looks like he's a blue collar, but may not have the Bosa punch that we would want. You know, he's probably not Bosa, but he's probably like a poor man's Bosa. Um, Jamil Ham out of Glenville is a defensive end that you know Ohio State's familiar with because he's out of Glenville. Uh, but that list now starts. What about Justin up. Hill? How do you call, do you see him more of a stand-up outside linebacker? Yeah, I have him on my linebacker list, and that's that's a, for me classifying guys in these reports is really tricky because although we may say, hey, Justin Hill is going to grow to defensive end, uh, he's still playing linebacker, and he still has a chance at linebacker. And I hate to ding kids and take them away right. from their natural position too soon, but Justin Hill uh, on that linebacker list, Eli Lee is with Justin Hill, so you know, but they're. What different players they are, you know, on my linebacker list. Eli Lee's your true middle guy, and, you know, Justin Hill's the outside guy that could be a defensive end. Um, Paul Nelson at Princeton is a guy that, I tell you what, more college coaches call and talk to me about Paul Nelson, you know, maybe because they think he's the first guy that they may be able to get in Ohio. Right. You, you know, like maybe he's that's, under the line. Yeah, like the, he's under the Mendoza line by a little bit, but. If, if he was a kid that we were interested in, it wouldn't shock me. And Dante McClellan from Canton McKinley, I think, is in that same Paul Nelson boat where a lot of other people are talking to me about him, but I'm not sure if he's going to be Ohio State caliber 
Um, Trey Vern and I, I think I've talked about before. I really liked him out of Hamilton. I thought he falls into the great football player, you know, mold. Uh, so, you know, there's the list. And there are other guys that if you, you know, color outside the lines, you could say, okay, we could take this guy or, you know, he fits a need. But, you, you know, you're talking five stars already with that elite talent. There, there's not as many as you would think in Ohio. Jim, Jim Knowles is absolutely interested. He spent a lot. He spent a lot of time already recruiting McClellan out of Cam McKinley. Hasn't offered him yet, but uh, definitely interest there on his part. And back to the offensive lineman, I think we just need to uh, reclassify the Ohio 2026 offensive line group. Holy cow! That's an unbelievable group already with uh, offers out to Maxwell Riley and Sam Greer and at tackle and and. Uh, Guthrie. At guard, Will Conroy, and then you've got Guthrie, a tackle that could get an offer. That's uh, Justin Fry will not need to go too far from home to fill a lot of his 2026 offensive line recruiting if he can get guys in Ohio. I'm going to do a quick digression here. You guys see this name on you know, on the podcast. You can't see it, but it says Chris Brunn, go Bucks. Chris is a friend of mine. His son, Truman Brunn. Broke the Oakwood High School record in the 50 freestyle. And if you know anything about Oakwood, we can do some swimming, okay? <laughs> if you want to see banners for country club sports, you come to the mean streets of Oakwood. Football and basketball, bed sheets up there. Nice and solid color. But I know in golf, we've won the district every year since like 1974, except 89, which is my high school year, and I didn't go here, so I like to get on those guys, but... <laughs> Congratulations to my, to my guy, Truman Brunn, because anyone who knows the swimmers, those dudes put in more weird hours and dedication with their head underwater thinking about weird things than anyone else. So congratulations to my guy, Truman, who has uh, been tight with my son since birth. In fact, his two-year-old birthday party where my son put out the candle with his hand and laughed. Um, Truman was sitting right next to him. Go ahead, Bill. A digression. You mentioned uh, golf. Um, when I was many, many years ago teaching at Dub then Dublin High School, uh, which is the home of Muirfield, of course, Jack Nicholas and all that. I was the head basketball coach. Well, the best job in the high school coaching wise was the golf coach. Mm -hmm. You uh, you got to uh, coach a state championship team every year, and you didn't need to do much because all those golfers at Dublin High School that were uh, in Muirfield. Seriously. They all had their own private coaches. Yeah. It was the no, greatest no, no. coaching gig around. Bill, that's an excellent point. The coaching of golf at Oakwood, I think, requires sipping on an iced tea and looking at your phone. Yeah. Because the guys have been playing at the Dayton Country Club since birth. And um, it's one of those jobs where, like, they hire you as the head basketball coach. And, like, you're also the golf coach. Uh, and you're also and actually, a better golf coach than basketball coach already because everyone's good. Go ahead, Bill. Actually, the guy that I replaced as the head basketball coach at Dublin High School had been the head basketball coach and golf coach. There you go. So. Double trouble. We can bag right. it up. And then if we're going to talk about golf, who's going to be golfing today about, you know, noon sneaking out of work because it's going to be 50, 60 degrees. That, uh, I'd like to this. know how many buck nutters are the true like golf diehards because I got a little of that injected in oh. me during COVID. I got a little golf sickness. Listen, just uh, take your stereotypical Ohio State fan and it falls right in the stereotypical golf 
dude. Um, I know some people have been to the memorial before. I've read stories about it, but I digress. That's not even that funny. Um, the memorial I mean, on Friday, on Fridays of Memorial Week at Dublin High School, there were no students left in classes. <laughs> My class would have one, each class would have about one or two students in it because they were all at the memorial tournament on Friday. We are really digressing here, but I used to work at a restaurant that also had a spot in Hawaii. And they said, anytime a good swell comes in, we lose all the bus boys. So uh, duty calls, Bill. What else calls for? Ads. You need to pay the bills here. This is a Manscaped ad, and I'm not going to talk about your hoo-ha. So be, be happy about that. It's time for the ultimate face-off. The Beard Bowl is here. As the two best teams score off to see who the champion of facial fuzz is, our friends at Manscaped are prepping everything you need for game day. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the MVP of facial grooming, offering precision trimming, water-resistant technology, and enough styling options to outplay any opponent. And guess what? You can join the winning team along with the 10 million men who already trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use Bucknuts for 20% off and free shipping. Craft your winning look with Manscaped. It's time to move the sticks from your old beard razor. Look and feel ready for the big game every day with Manscaped beard formulations, including beard balm, beard oil, shampoo, and conditioner. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with our code BUCKNUTS. Gear up for the real halftime show where your beard takes center stage. I know people don't love the ads, but I'll tell you this. The reason Manscaped keeps giving ads is because people from BuckNuts keep buying Manscaped. Okay, here? So you're digging your own grave. Anyway, <laughs> we enjoy it. All well, my golfers are showing yep. up. We got golf some golfers golf. coming. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now there's all these words coming in here that I don't understand because I am not a golfer, believe it or not. Um, I uh, was married at a golf course that everyone's heard of because I married into a good family congressional country club in dc or suburban maryland but uh and everyone was like bachelor party at the course i'm like go without me i don't play golf all right bill let's talk about another bill o'brien yesterday ryan day addressed the media for a while it was tremendous um boy he looks a lot more relaxed than he did about three or four weeks ago there's a certain uh Joie de vivre he has now that was uh, missing. One of the biggest topics was Bill O'Brien. Here's what's really interesting is that uh, there was talk about him being in Boston and in our instant reaction uh, pod right afterwards, uh, Pat Murphy and Steve Howwagon went on the air. 30 seconds before they went on the air, Bill O'Brien walked right past him into the whack, into the woody. So he wasn't in Boston and he is there working. He is a prime candidate for the Boston College job. It appears those interviews will go throughout the week. So we're going to discuss contingency plans. And the low-hanging fruit obvious name that is out there is Chip Kelly. I'd like to get each of your thoughts. If Bill O'Brien didn't come here and Chip Kelly did, what would be your thoughts? Well, go ahead, Bill. Mine would be, uh, you know, there, there is a uh, relationship there with uh, – O'Brien, I'm sorry, with uh, Kelly and Ryan Day. So that would make some sense there. Uh, Chip Kelly, you know, has 
a pretty long and, and and good resume. You know, I think that he would kind of fit along the same path as Ryan Day going out and getting O'Brien, to be honest. I think it does make some sense. But I, I was on a, a podcast yesterday. I mentioned this. Ryan Day can sometimes um, – uh, go off the board, so to speak. And I, I go back to Ryan Day's first big hire at Ohio State. Um, when Ryan Day got the job, there were a lot of names being thrown out there. Who was going to be his defensive coordinator? And, and a source told me, uh, think NFL with Ryan Day's background, but there's a couple guys out there that aren't big names that nobody's thinking about. Uh, and lo and behold, who did Ryan Day hire? Jeff Halfley. That was a name that kind of came out of the blue. Uh, that Nobody was talking about Jeff Halfley a week or two before Ryan Day named him to be a high state defense coordinator. So I, I guess uh, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he went off the board a little bit and uh, um, went with his NFL background. Remember his first staff, uh, he hired – kind of along the NFL model. He hired a, uh, um, a special teams coach at that time and a defensive backs coach. And that was kind of the NFL model that he originally went with. So I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he did go off the grid a little bit. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there's some question by people, why would you go to Boston College, et cetera? Generally speaking, I think one is to be the head coach. Um, I do think guys would rather be the head. Someone like Bill O'Brien would rather be the head coach. And plus, we've all understand that Bill has a son who's extremely uh, – has a terrible disease, and the um, specialist is there in, in Boston that they prefer. And then people say things like, well, he was in Alabama. Well, it's not like he got to choose everywhere he went to go. It sounds to me like when he does have a choice – he was back in New England. We talk about Chip Kelly and the familiarity. I talked about this on the show on Tuesday. <clears throat> Excuse me, Monday. Trivia question. Three most famous alumni from Manchester, Manchester Central High School in New Hampshire. One is Chip Kelly. The other is Ryan Day. Excuse me. One is Ryan Day. And the third is Adam Sandler. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way. But so Chip and Ryan go way back. They went to the same high school in New Hampshire. And were they only two guys in New Hampshire that liked football? I don't know, but it's not exactly a, a hotbed for football. So I imagine they know, knew each other quite well. Mark, what do you know about Chip Kelly? Um, what do your cronies say about him? And uh, 
What do you think about him as a match? Yeah, the, the cronies say don't uh, forget about Jason Candle. He may have been the runner-up to that job the first time. And why wouldn't you go to your runner-up, you know, if you were going to go back to your prior interviews? Chip Kelly is certainly a new name and holds way more star power than Jason Candle does. Um, I want the Chip Kelly from Oregon, not the Chip Kelly from the NFL. Um, and, and I think I remember him more from the NFL because – I was an idiot playing fantasy football, and I said, oh, he runs a play every seven seconds. Everyone else runs a play every 20 seconds. I want more plays on my offense, and I want my quarterbacks and receivers getting more balls. And that didn't necessarily happen. Um, uh, you know, we could get into why the system may work in the NFL and not college or whatever. Uh, but as far as an offensive mind, he's overqualified maybe for the job. You know, Chip Kelly comes in, he's got brains coming out of his ears when it comes to play calling and throwing the ball down the field. So, yeah, that's a win because you've got a playbook that's, you know, a, a plethora. Um, so uh, that's where his strength is. Can he just be contained as an offensive coordinator and keep the evil genius, you know, right there? Yeah, I, I think he can and it'd be a great fit. But, boy, that's a that's a splash of a hire if you could bring him in. That's almost bringing in you know, another rock star in the room, I, equal to Bill O'Brien. I, I, I felt that same way when O'Brien showed up, like, wow, we could actually get a guy like this to be the coordinator. Okay. You know, like he's overqualified. And I kind of feel the same way about Chip Kelly uh, when it comes to the offensive schemes. I, I love that high powered, fast paced offense. I just don't know at the end of the day, if defensive coordinators love it and it, it makes the team, Fire is one. There's a lot of pressure on that defense when you're going three and out in 40 seconds. You talked about wanting your fantasy team to have Eagles on it. What you should have done is flipped your lineup every week to have the offense of the opposing team <laughs> because the defense got so tired. They were giving up huge plays consistently, and right. I enjoyed I enjoyed it thoroughly. I will just say that. I, I do not like the Philadelphia Eagles at all. I really don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's get to some more general questions here. This guy comes up a lot. These names, now we have to start re-familiarizing ourselves. We've introduced them to you over the last year or so, but now they are in their wheelhouse. We are talking about Bo Jackson, Ohioan. Great name. Seriously, you name your kid Bo Jackson? <laughs> That's some lofty uh, expectations, and, and dude has come through. Is he strictly a running back like his namesake, or can he play some linebacker? Mark, let us know what you know about Bo Jackson, where he's from, what you think of him. Yeah, I always fear that the players are watching the podcast when I answer questions like this. Um, no player wants to go from running back to fullback. No receiver wants to go from receiver to tight end. No tight end wants to go from tight end to tackle or guard. And it seems like once you're a tailback, you don't want to play defense anymore. You know, like the tailback is the alpha position, the one with all the, the fun and, you know, the stats and you're the feature of the offense and, and defense. You can kind of go over there and be lost as one of the 11. Um, and I think that he wants to be a tailback. I think he's a downhill runner, a bruiser at tailback. I think um, talking to college coaches, uh, if you get him going side to side, he's not a great tailback. He's not a stop and start guy in the backfield. He's not a guy that can slow his feet down. So there are people who say he's better on the defensive side of the ball that actually love him as a linebacker, love him as a safety. Um, 
I watched him play against Kenston, and he started off, and he ran a play down 60 yards down the field because he has special speed. I, I'm a scout that says I would take any tailback that didn't get a scholarship offer and if I was a D2 coach, and I would take all of them and bring them in as linebackers and safeties because what happens in youth football is the best player goes to tailback in the school, and then he's a tailback, and he's probably not good enough to play tailback in college, but that type of an athlete is good enough to play college football somewhere. So guys like Bo Jackson, you flip them the defense, you have a beast. You have a, a tailback speed player, and that's what it's about, at playing linebacker where you can match tailbacks and mirror them all day and cover them in pass coverage, where sometimes we get caught up with these linebackers that don't run as well and they become liabilities, which Bo Jackson would never be a liability on defense because this prerequisite athletic ability from offense transfers so fluidly over to defense. So not only is my answer yes, that he could play defense, my answer is I think I like him better on defense, but I think if you're recruiting him, you have to bring him in as a running back and go there first. Similar to baseball, when you're recruiting high school kids, you only look at center fielders, pitchers, and shortstops because no one puts their future pros at right field, even though they may be headed for there. But it's, it's an excellent point. Secondly, we've been through this before, Bill. Steel Chambers was a guy they wanted to take. Um, I think they probably liked him better as a linebacker. Steel wanted to try running back. They let him try running back. This Justin Steele finishes a linebacker. Your thoughts on Bo Jackson? Well, every time I've seen him play um, in a game, I've come away disappointed, not because of his talent, not at all because of that, but because I want to see him play running back. Uh, and that hasn't happened a lot. I go see him play, you know, I drive an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, hmm. and um, he's playing every play basically on defense. Um, whether it be linebacker, safety, whatever. Uh, and he's playing five to ten plays on offense each game. So I come away disappointed because I want to see him play more on offense. Um, but I come away very uh, impressed with his talent overall. Uh, like Mark said, he, he can be a really good, uh, you know, he's six foot one, maybe a little bit taller than that. He, you know, is a solid 200 pounds. Um, he can be a safety in college maybe even grow into some type of a, a jacker linebacker possibly, but definitely I think he can be a safety in college, but he's a long strider that as Mark mentioned, has great speed. Um, I did see him um, one of the times take a kickoff back. He ran, just ran by everybody, um, but he didn't get very many carries that night on offense when he did, you know, his, his speed stood out to me. He's a, as I said, a long strider uh, in some ways reminds me of a stride in his, look as a, a former Bengal great, Isaac Curtis, uh, reminds me a little of him, but at running back, um, you, you do pretty much have to recruit him as a running back. That's what he prefers. That's what, uh, and that is what Ohio state is recruiting him as a running back. But if he becomes a Buckeye, maybe he ends up like a steel chambers, who knows? We'll see down the road. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a real talent. Uh, just it's a matter of you know where does he end up playing at the next level yeah you mentioned it was a question on here that uh how how big is he and it was said 6'1 190 and I'm thinking to myself that sounds like a wide receiver and then you mentioned Isaac Curtis do you know Mark what his real height and weight are 
Yeah, I think he's closer to 200 or 205 now. He's definitely bulked up. I'm looking at the weight on my site, and that's when they register as sophomores. So what's funny is when kids lie about their sophomore weight, they usually grow into it by their senior year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'd give him that 200, 205, maybe even 210 which it wouldn't be hard for him to be a 220-pound linebacker, I don't think. And that's where all these questions come from. Um, but he, he's definitely got the stoutness and the, the, the look of a linebacker when he plays defense. He's very physical, will come down and hit you. And if he never grows to that, that's what that strong safety position's for. He's got the uh, range and ability to try to do that if he wanted to in college. But again, if a kid wants to play – Running back, you're, you're not going to get him to go to your school if you tell him we're bringing you in as a safety. So you, you got to find. And then the second layer of this is they want to be the only running back in the class. So when you talk about like Marquise Davis and Bo Jackson, I look at that as the Ryan Montgomery, Tavian St. Clair. Hey, fellas, you want to be the running back at Ohio State? You better commit today because once one of you commits, the other one's not going to like the situation there anymore. I would also uh, tell them, Mark, to look at the current setup. Uh, Sean Judkins and Travion Henderson are both better prospects than Bo Jackson was. No offense to Bo. And they both have realized running back has changed. Okay. They don't want you to have 500 carries in college too much tread off your tires. They, the, the, every down back like B. John Robinson is like a unicorn these days. Um, Jameer Gibbs was picked in the first round and he was, the second back in the rotation with David Montgomery. Um, I think Judkins and Henderson have realized that your statistics are almost irrelevant. Like if you go rush for 2000 yards, I'll bet that's held against you. Um, I'm serious. More wear and tear. Exactly. So the idea that these two, I'll guarantee, not guarantee. That's it. I love to throw around big words, but. I would expect Judkins and Henderson both improve their draft status by being part of a tandem group because also that shows they're willing to do it and that, uh, you know, they're a little more malleable as athletes. Bill, your thoughts on the running back situation? If not Bo Jackson, then who? Well, there's a, there's a few of them out there, certainly. Uh, Marquise Davis, absolutely love him. Saw him run for over 300 yards um, the time of the game I saw him. Um, this past season, uh, Jordan Davison from California. He's making a four day visit out here to Ohio. How many family members, Bill? <laughs> With at least a couple family members, at least. Uh, he's got a March 27th to April 1st uh, stay here in central Ohio. Uh, so he, he certainly is, is one to have on your radar screen. I don't think you make that trip with family members for that long a period of time, if you are not legitimately interested and he's the number two running back in the country, uh, there are others, including Byron Lewis from Florida. So uh, Ohio State is in pretty good shape as far as running backs overall and um, uh, lining up. And I did see a question there about Nathan Bernhardt, the yes. quarterback from Ashland. Um, uh, know him well, have seen him in camps and all. He's about six foot five, at least maybe six, six. You know, uh, 200 pounder. There it is. The Nathan Bernhardt question. Um, he's a kid that Ohio State has on their radar screen. And as Mika says, do we offer Nathan? My answer would be not right now. They don't um, for several reasons. 
Um, I think their quarterback recruiting, there's no hurry right now. They've got their 2025 guy lined up. Right now, Ohio State doesn't have their offensive coordinator for sure. We think it's Bill O'Brien, but we don't know if that's going to stay that way. Um, Ryan Day, of course, is there. Uh, Corey Dennis has taken the job at Utah. So, you know, the quarterback recruiting is a little bit, I wouldn't say on hold. They're still doing their work on it. But uh, Jared Curtis has the offer. Will Griffith from Florida has an offer. Those guys are both still interested. In fact, Griffith's going to visit Ohio State uh, again in the spring, he has told me. And Curtis is going to line up another visit to Ohio State. So, so there's no rush. But Nathan Bernhardt is on their radar screen. Marcus, your feelings on Nathan Bernhardt, maybe some history, uh, what you yeah. think size-wise, et cetera. Yeah, Bill hit the major points there, 6'5". It looks like he could go to 230, 240, 250. He's a big kid. In fact, when I talked to the head coach at Ashland, Coach Valentine, on recruiting night about him, I actually brought this up. He didn't. He might be a tight end down the road. You know, he wouldn't be the first 6'5", 230-pound quarterback that made the switch later on. But Coach Valentine quickly pointed out he works with his QB trainer every day. Not every day, but... He, I think he was, you know, making the point that no, he's he's all quarterback. He's dedicated to this position. Uh, if he's going to fail, he's going to fail at this position first. Uh, now, why would I say tight end? Uh, he's a drop back guy that absolutely throws missiles. I mean, he can rip the ball as as as, as hard as anybody in the class above him, below him. It will give him strongest arm award. But he's not as fleet of foot. He's a pretty good athlete. He takes off running, and he's a problem in high school because he's so big and he's like a, a big tight end on the loose out there in the open field. Uh, but I don't know if style-wise he's the same player as uh, Tavian St. Clair. Uh, when you do a direct comparison, St. Clair you know, outshines him in a lot of areas. So I don't know if he's Ohio State caliber quarterback, but he's definitely one of the freakier, more talented kids in that class right now that when you see him, you look at the eyeball test, you go, geez, that's, that's a man standing back there. Um, and what he may grow into – you know, as one of those NFL guys who just peppers people with the ball. Um, I'm trying to think. Sounds of like Will Howard. Yeah. You know, Will Howard's a pretty good athlete, and these guys all move around good enough. But, yeah, you're getting into that big guy. And, and I don't want to use the Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, uh, the guy from San Diego. Again, like all those are the, these new age guys that can kind of run in past. Bernard would be maybe cut from that mold once he's finished developing. And I think that's why people wonder – do you want to jump on a kid like that right now before, you know, that comes to fruition and you're not a part of the party. Uh, but certainly a lot of, a lot of different ranges of outcomes for a kid like that when you're talking about so young. Keep in mind also Ohio state recruits the earth for every position, but especially quarterback. Um, that is quarterback is not a regional deal. And they, and there's never any hurry with Ohio state. See CJ Stroud. Right. They got him. They didn't even start recruiting CJ Stroud until December of his senior year. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden it's Ohio State, Michigan, or I don't remember the third school, and he's a buckeye, you know. So they know they've got uh they've got the program that attracts quarterbacks and they don't have to hurry the process. Jeff Massarella, one of our best, asks. What's up with Corey Dennis leaving the OSU analyst job for Utah analyst? Is Urban pissed? I would doubt that seriously. Do you know who replaced Urban at Utah? 
Kyle Winningham. And who's the coach there now? Kyle Whittingham. That was probably one phone call that lasted five minutes. And I, my guess is in the first 15 seconds, Dennis had the job. And then they talked about their families the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> come on now. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I don't mean to go down hi- history again, but I once covered a high school quarterback named Scott Turner. He was a mediocre player. His dad was Norv Turner. And Scott Turner eventually got a scholarship to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, with John Robinson, who North Turner had played for and coached with. And then he became offensive coordinator of the Redskins. So it helps to have connections. Um, all right. We'll ask one more question. People are asking about the pizza in Youngstown. I wish I uh, was more well-versed in all the pizza in Youngstown. Unfortunately, in Canfield, if you know anything about Youngstown, one of my biggest bitches, I guess, is that the whole town closes at 8 o'clock. If you drive down the main drag on 224 at 8 o'clock, the only thing that's open is chain pizza restaurants and all the good pizza places are closed. Um, boy, I, I am doing Youngstown a serious disservice by not knowing the best pizza place in Campbell. Uh, and I'm doing an even more disservice. I didn't know Charlie Staples was closed. Um, that was a great rib place downtown. And, you know, I've been there a few times, but I, I had not known that it's not there anymore. So, um yeah, good luck on finding the, the restaurant. I'm sure there'll be many people better than me to give you advice on pizza in uh, Youngstown. Best Youngstown video I've ever seen. Snowstorm, um, streets closed, and Mark riding through the streets on his snowmobile about 100 miles an hour. Uh, that looked like a lot of fun. And uh, that's also what happens when you're extremely, closed. extremely illegal. Yeah, five lanes are closed at 8 o'clock at night, and there's other things you can use those lanes for other than landing an airplane. It was fun to watch and um, didn't get you in trouble, which is a rarity. All right, I think we're going to call it a day, people. 43 minutes in the book. That's three and a half free minutes of content for you. Um, We appreciate you all stopping by. Keep it locked in here. We will be watching the Super Bowl and chatting about it, but Bill will be all over whoever's in town this weekend. Have a good one, Bucknutter. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.